0: I just want to uh, say a quick thank you. I know that most of you probably realize that, and I am going to dismiss the kids. Why don't we go ahead and do that now? Our uh, five-year-olds through fifth graders, you can go ahead and go with Miss Heather up to the uh, second floor. But um, I am so grateful for the people that are up on this stage. Well, I'm the only one up on this stage. Um, For the people that were up on this stage, um, I'm grateful for our, our instrumentalists, our singers, those that um share share prayers and and communion thoughts those that are in the uh in the back that are running the uh the computer and the sound I just want to give those guys a quick thank you I it is hard it is hard to say thank you enough for people that have supported me so much over the past year and a half and and 10 years that that are here every Sunday that that show up at At 830 and um, most of the time I'm ready for him to show up and have things ready in the computer and sometimes I don't and they forgive me and I'm so grateful for that Um, but it is it is such a blessing for these people that volunteer their time that volunteer um, their talents I am just uh, I'm grateful and I hope that that you guys can can share you know your thanks to them as well not just uh, through applause but in talking with them so in fact next week um, Jeff is still going to be gone and, and Matthew Bartowell is going to be uh, speaking to us grateful for that and uh, and I know the time and, and effort that he's already putting into into his message we are continuing with our series Gentle and lowly and i've I've really enjoyed the series I've enjoyed listening to Jeff I usually listen um, here on Sunday mornings but also um, you know throughout the week just to make sure that I know what's going on. I talk to Jeff all the time about his sermons, but um, he's really been talking about you know, mercy the past few weeks, and I've, and I've enjoyed a better understanding of, of God's mercy. But I had a question this morning for you. Have you, have you ever been stuck in a moment of paralyzing grief or fear? you know those moments that you you just don't know what to do maybe it's it's anxiousness indecisiveness i've had those times where you know i know so many people who are in um, areas of uh, of making decision are are in what's called decision overload or decision making fatigue right now because so many decisions are having to be made about wearing masks and and, um, you know, and, and where to go and what to do and, and how to do things. People are just tired of, of making decisions and, and we get, we get um, tired of it, we get bogged down, we get anxiousness or anxious, but also there, there are those times when our body just shuts down. Maybe it's, it's the death of a family member or, or sickness that's, that's been going on for a long time and I can remember times in my life whenever I've gone through those moments, and, and people sit down, and, and so many times they, they don't know what to say to you. You know it's, uh, they'll sit down to you and uh, or sit down next to you and maybe put their arm around you And, and they'll share a few words of, of encouragement, and you can tell that there's a little bit of awkwardness, and then sometimes but you know they mean well, and, but sometimes that there's a couple of phrases that come out. you've been in those situations and somebody somebody says to you you know it's I want you just to remember God loves you and his ways are so much higher than our ways you may not understand it now but God is with you I don't know about you like I I understood that the that that the person saying that meant well and and every bit of of what they were saying but that phrase did not comfort me at all, knowing that, that God's ways were, were higher than my ways, to be patient, and, and maybe he'll, yeah, he'll reveal those ways to me. Nothing about that statement is wrong, and because God does have an eternal view, and the way that we see things is just so finite. so finite. And so, yeah, he sees things that we don't see. He understands things that we can't understand. But that phrase, though, his ways are higher than uh, our ways, has been a means to help people cope with their anxiousness and their grief. The idea that we can't understand why something is happening because God can see things and knows things that we can't but I don't think that this phrase means what we think it means. See, this is not a statement about the surprise of of God's mysterious providence, but rather the surprise of God's compassionate heart. I want you to hear this, church. I believe the text that we're going to be reading this morning is telling us that you can't make yourself unlovable to God you can't make yourself unlovable to God and I want you to hear that loud and clear this morning we hear God talking to the through the prophet Isaiah and that's uh, you can go ahead and put that up on the uh, up on the screen it says seek the Lord while he may be found call on him while he is near Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. The series that we're in right now, Gentle and Lowly, we're trying to see the heart of Of Christ the heart that Jesus has towards towards sinners and and those that are that are hurting so why am I using a a a time when the Lord is speaking when God is speaking through Isaiah 700 years before Jesus came along why are we using that to talk about the heart of Jesus when it comes to sinners and sufferers one of my favorite um, ways that I have seen Jesus' heart comes from a time when He was walking to uh, Jerusalem, and He was coming to coming to Jericho. See, and obviously they didn't have um, you know any other ways to to kind of let people know who was coming that Jesus was coming. So I'm sure people ran ahead of Jesus to Jericho and told him and, and told the people there. That Jesus was coming. So crowds began to began to form. And so Jesus comes in, and and these crowds are welcoming him in. And and there's one man, short little guy, who, who can't see what's going on. And so he climbs up into a tree just so he can see what's going on. He wants to be close to Jesus. And he's looking around, and then, you know, we know that we know if you've heard this story before growing up. We know that this is Zacchaeus. And so Jesus is walking by, and he looks up, and he sees this dude up in a tree. And there may have been other people there, but he calls him out by his name. And he says, hey, little guy, come on down. We're going we're gonna to go over to your house today. See, and the thing about Zacchaeus is Zacchaeus was hated. Zacchaeus was the guy that nobody else wanted to be around. He stole their money because he was a a tax collector, but but he grew up there. He knew these people and they hated him. I just imagine that he's the the guy walking down the street and he is the guy that other, you know, that parents tell their kids, you don't want to be like him. And so they moved to the other side of the street maybe. He knows that you know, that people talk about him whenever he comes walking down,. Yeah. There's sometimes when I, I feel that um, here with myself. You know, I've, t- I've shared this before, but I ask for so many volunteers throughout each Sunday that you know sometimes when I come walking down the hallway, people just kind of part ways. Here comes Jeremy. What does he need today? <laughs> As Zacchaeus was walking down, you've got to just imagine that people are looking at him. They know who he is. They know what he does. And they want nothing to do with him. So let's look at this story from, from the standpoint of the people that are around him, that know him, that are there, crowded around Jesus, too, to listen to him, because people wanted to hear Jesus. You see, they knew where Jesus had been. They knew what he had done. They they had heard stories about his great lessons, but also about his healings, his forgiveness. And so they knew that they wanted to be around Jesus. And So when Jesus stopped at that tree and looked up and started talking to him, what do you think their reaction was? Mouths open, just a gape like him? That's who you're gonna talk to? And now you're going to his house? Do you know who he is? Do you know what he's done? Of course, you know, we know that Jesus knew all these things, but maybe they didn't know that. I can just imagine the, the murmuring that was going around. Whenever Jesus announced that he was going to a sinner's house to eat with him. Now let's look at it from Zacchaeus' standpoint. Zacchaeus was a <sighs> ostracized outside of normal society because of the way people treated him. Felt low. All he wanted to do was see Jesus. He knew who he was. He knew he was a cheater. He knew that he had stolen people's money. But he still wanted to see Jesus and do whatever he could to see Jesus. And Jesus stops. He doesn't just call him a little guy. He doesn't just say, come down here calls him by his name says Zacchaeus get down from there I'm going with you to your house he must have thought something was wrong that's like being called to the principal's office you know I mean what did I do because I know who this dude is I know what he's done what is he going to do to me (laughs) I don't know if that's what he thought maybe he thought this is more than I could ever have asked for. But I tell you one thing, whenever Zacchaeus was going that day, he wanted to be seen by Jesus. He wanted to be recognized by Jesus. He wanted to see what this was all about. Because as the story goes, we know that as soon as, soon as, as Jesus told Zacchaeus, as soon as Jesus told Zacchaeus about all of his love, as soon as he went to his house, Zacchaeus's mindset switched. And he became so different. He decided that he was going to give back, maybe even double what he had taken from people. What Zacchaeus was hoping for that day was that even he could be lovable, to Jesus even he could not be outside the reach and the community of Jesus and it just maybe he would notice them this is the heart of Jesus for the sinner and the hurting that's the heart that we are trying to find in this gentle and lowly series I want to read that portion again of Isaiah, chapter 55. Listen to what the Lord is saying through Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. He's asking people to to seek him and to call on him while he's here. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord. And he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. The heart of God, the heart of Jesus is different. It is different than what we can possibly Imagine They're so far beyond our thoughts because of his ability to have compassion whenever we don't even know what that type of compassion looks like. He doesn't say he just kind of forgives. God doesn't kind of do anything. He freely gives away this gift of mercy and of grace. And it does not stop. We've heard Jeff talk about that where it pours out of him. He sweeps us up into his arms and accepts us. This forgiveness, this grace, this compassion is given to us freely without stopping. And it is hard for us to st- understand that kind of forgiveness because we've all had those times in our lives where we have been burnt. It's hard to understand those times of compassion With our eyes. You see he goes on. The Lord goes on and says. For your ways are not my ways. My ways aren't your ways. Your thoughts aren't my thoughts. We are so different. We can't view his his expressions. Of mercy. With our eyes. But I love the part. Where he talks about how they are as different. Just beyond that, he says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. He's not saying we're different by a little. He is saying we could not be more different. We're not talking apples to oranges. Okay? Think like elephants to you know, a piece of dust we are different you know john calvin um, in talking about this verse says god is infinitely compassionate and infinitely ready to forgive so that it ought to be ascribed exclusively to our unbelief if we do not obtain pardon forgiveness from him see did you catch that god is ready God is very ready to forgive us. So much so that we can't understand the lengths at which he'll go to forgive us. And he's saying that if we aren't forgiven, if that salvation is not ours, it is nothing that God has done or nothing that he hasn't done because he has done it. He loves you. He has forgiven you. He wants you where you are. He accepts you. And what does that do to us? We saw what it did to Zacchaeus. It changed him. Because if we accept that love, we are not the same person. If we accept that love, the way that we treat people is... It's much different. We're going to mess up. But, the, but who we are changes. Our salvation is not dependent on us keeping ourselves clean. And I want you to hear that this morning as well. Our salvation is not dependent on us keeping ourselves clean. It's completely dependent on us taking our mess to Jesus. God wants it. We are told that so many times in scripture. He wants our junk. He was trying to show that to those people in Jericho. I cannot imagine. Whenever, he, whenever Zacchaeus came back out. After they were in his house and, and he gave away his stuff, I can't imagine what they were thinking. My thought immediately is, oh, we'll see how long this lasts. Have you ever thought that way about somebody? Maybe they're back at church for the first time in years. Maybe we, we see, you know, posts on Facebook. Maybe we, we think we know who they are. And so, in the back of our minds, it keeps coming to us, yeah, right. His ways are so much different than our ways. So, although his ways are higher than our ways, we don't realize just how low Jesus delights in going. You look at his pattern of who he hangs out with he hangs out with prostitutes he hangs out with the with uh, those that are outcasts that are sitting outside the city the lepers the blind people going out he he hangs out with with people that are not like him because that is who he is He delights in going for the people that he loves. He he delights in being with the people that he loves. And it's really easy for us to look at others and say, I know that Jesus delights in being with them. That's what he has seen. But I want you to hear this morning as well that Jesus delights in you. Wherever you are at this morning, however you feel maybe unworthy to, to be here, however you feel unworthy to be, to be seen. There's so many times when I feel that when I'm standing up on stage and, and leading songs in worship. Because Jesus wants us to be reminded that it is not about you. It's not about me. It's, it's about his ways being so much different than ours. Again, this is, not, this is not a phrase of him comforting us. This is not a phrase because we can't understand what Jesus is doing, what God is doing. This is a phrase to, for us to be reminded that God's compassion is never-ending and we can't see it. We only need to allow it to happen. We, we need to let it happen in front of us. I think that's what we're called to, is seeing people differently, seeing ourselves differently. And not stinking judging them for where they are. Because that's what we do. We judge people for where we think they are. And God doesn't judge them. He looks at them and says, I love you. And when they fail and when they come back, he looks at them and says, I love you. So if we knew the heart of Jesus, the gentle and the lowly heart, we wouldn't be surprised at all. We wouldn't be shocked like those people were in Jericho with him going to a sinner's house like Zacchaeus. Because that's just who he is. It's what he does, and we can never be unlovable to God. God. Because His ways are not our ways. I'm going to invite the, uh, the praise team to come up this morning, or right now, as we uh, get ready for our final song. And we're going to be singing, Lord, I Need You. And I, I picked this one out for Bryant and, and the team this morning. Because I know that, that as, as, I, as I go through my day, that, that need... Tends to tends to wane a little bit. You know, I think I've got things covered. You know, Zacchaeus, I'm sure he had a, a complete understanding of where his life was. I'm sure he, he understood the, the money that he was getting, and he made that sacrifice to keep going and doing what he was doing. He made the sacrifice to be a sinner. And then he started hearing about this man who hung out with people like him. He heard about this man who, who was different. Yeah, he was healing people, but he was hanging out with with those that other people weren't hanging out with. And he thought maybe there's maybe there's hope for me to turn this around. I just want to be I just want to be around him. And just like Zacchaeus, Jesus sees us. He hangs out with us. He wants to be at our table. He wants to commune with us. He wants to worship with us at our table. We just need to invite him in. We need to allow him to be there because he wants our junk. He wants to hear it. He wants us to tell him. I hope that's what we can be. We can be a people that, that hear others' junk and don't send them away, but wrap our arms around them. Not because... We are so great, but because he is so great. We can never be unlovable to God because his ways are not our ways.